Hey everyone, my name is Megan and welcome back to the What's Your Why podcast. Today's episode is one that I recorded with Fergal Curtis, who I discovered during his time on stage with the opera Elsewhere. Fergal's one of these kinds of people that just radiates pure light and sunshine and I just knew after the show I had to reach out to him and connect with him and I'm so glad that we recorded this podcast episode together because I personally just learned so much about myself during this conversation and I'm so excited for people to listen because I know so many people will connect to so many different parts of Fergal's journey. During this episode you'll hear us talk about what are the parts of Fergal's that comes to life when he's performing, when he's producing, holding and editing his own podcast. We look at what it's been like and the reasons behind Fergal connecting to and exploring the deepest parts of himself and what the benefit has been that's come from that. And we'll get an insight into what the reality is and has been for him growing up as a queer man. And we'll also talk about so, so, so much more. And if you're impacted by anything that comes up in this week's episode, please do DM us on Instagram or check out our Instagram supports highlight. But for now, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to pass over to Fergal, who's going to introduce himself. My name is Fergal. I'm from Dublin. One aspect of my career brought me here today with yourself. Um, So I'm a trained opera singer. I've worked in the kind of performance industry for the last, I'm going to say 12 years. I think it's been 12 for the last two years. So I maybe need to update that. (laughs) But um, yeah, and then I met yourself at Elsewhere, which was the recent project I did, which was Michael Gallen's new opera at the Abbey Theatre, which was probably one of the most amazing experience I've had. So that's kind of my background. And then in the last few years, I've kind of started making my way into other aspects that I've always found interesting. So I'm a studio manager with Tall Tales Podcast. I have my own podcast called Let's Talk About the Arts. I mostly actually produce a lot of podcasts. So I've produced stuff on topics of disordered eating, um, of kind of like, changing your life I'm doing ones at the moment about like your favorite album um, about kind of queer culture and um, just friends and what they kind of get into so that's kind of where my life is at the moment is kind of producing and this is the first time I'm kind of back in uh, sitting in front of a microphone situation or even like in a conversation situation I've been kind of enjoying the behind the scenes So, and I suppose I'm working towards having a sort of portfolio kind of career. Um, I kind of say, I want to be a jack of all trades and I really have no interest in being a master of any because I've figured out that being a master of one thing is just not, it doesn't suit my build. It doesn't suit my personality. It doesn't make sense to me and it doesn't allow me to thrive. Um, And it actually puts me in a really negative space. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at the moment. Um, I'm starting pole dancing classes in a couple of weeks. Yes, I uh, yeah, I like I'm a very curious person. I'm very like into like exploration. Where um, did that come from? Like, where does your want for for more and that curiosity come from? It doesn't come from the most positive place. Like it comes from a place of me wanting to be validated. It comes from a place of me wanting to be a better person or to kind of understand how I kind of fit in the world. Um, And from, you know, struggles I've had within my career, within my mental health, I've gotten really curious about how you can kind of live a more satisfying, healthier, happier life. And that's where I think the curiosity curiosity came. It's become healthier. 
and I've embraced being curious and I've like focused those things in different directions that aren't always about improving or being better or making myself um, a better person for the world. And I still like those things, but I've changed the curiosity. So I've taken that part of me and kind of been like, okay, I'm interested in this. And I think that's where the portfolio career came from. I was like, I'll give this a shot. I'll give that a shot. Oh, I like this. I've just realized, God, there could be so many things that actually I could be good at, or I could really enjoy, even if I'm not good at them. But I'll never know if I stick in this one kind of personality of like, this is me, or this one identity is probably better way of saying it. I mean, like, this is who I'm meant to be. This is, you know, and I think that's something I struggled with in my kind of music career was I was so laser focused. Mm -hmm. This is my identity. This is who I am. I have to make it in this field and there's no room for anything else. And actually what that did was it kind of cut me off from life. It cut me off from enjoying social events because I I was always like, I have to practice. I have to be better. I have to get the next gig, all of this stuff. And then when I opened up that curiosity and that kind of exploration vibe, I realized, oh, actually it's a lot more fun to just get involved in loads of different things. And it took me away from this kind of obsessive nature that I probably am prone to. Ferg, I can relate so much to what you're saying. One of the things that kind of came to my head when you were speaking there is like, I'm just curious about what your relationship with yourself is like right now. Um, it's it's good. It's really good. But it's still, we're still working it out. I've, I've gotten to a place where I feel really strong within myself that I'm okay with the flaws and I'm okay with the old behaviors that I didn't like that crop up every now and again or I'm okay with you know I'm okay with just not achieving on a day or not making a step forward every single second of my life like I so I feel like what I'm what I'm really focusing on at the moment is just being and again like I struggle with a lot of words Mm-hmm. of how to articulate things like I feel like I sometimes am reaming off like Instagram quotes but I've really thought about these things and I really do mean them and like being in the moment is something I struggle with as I think so many do you know and that's I'm very much I feel like resetting at the start of my journey where I'm just trying to sit with who I am and it's interesting with my therapist this morning I was talking about just getting to the essence of myself and he was kind of like what if you do this and that and this and will that bring you to the essence of yourself whereas for me it's it's opposite I have to get to the essence of myself and see what comes from that so see how I express myself in how I look how my creative output how I relate to people my relationships And if I continue to work on like kind of getting to the essence of myself, then I see the rewards from all those external things. Mm -hmm. So I feel really happy to make it really simple like myself today. (laughs) I literally could listen to you speaking all day. Like, I think you're really articulate and just know how to tell a story really well. We've only been talking for a few minutes, but it all makes a lot of sense. And I, I love stories and I love listening to people talk and I love listening to people articulate themselves and you know and that's why I really focus on language and I really focus on how things are expressed and and trying to find new ways of saying things 
mm. um, that more articulate the feeling because I think a lot of language and quotes and um, Instagram posts just feel saturated to me at the moment because oh. and they don't feel real because we've used them so much and I think a lot of people have maybe used them and not truly known what it means to feel them so then when I started to feel some of these things I was like but that it, the words don't articulate what I'm feeling yeah um I do love storytelling and thank you so much for like saying that because it's I love to tell stories in yeah. whatever form is it like important to you to like get your feeling across all the time yes and no uh yes in the way that I want I want people to get a sense of me in whatever I'm doing and I want them to relate with me and I want to get that like collaboration or connection with someone from a place of you know them understanding what I want and I don't I haven't always felt understood I suppose that's where that comes from so in that way yes but also no because I'm still figuring it out and I'll still say the wrong things and I'll still you know not really understand some things so I'm like no it, do it doesn't have to matter to me yeah. but it's really nice when it happens I think yes it matters to me but at the same time I don't let it matter too much that it's going to get in the way of um, me figuring out how I'm going to express myself yeah and what was it like for you before like in moments where you have felt misunderstood um wow I I've always shut myself off um and I've always shut down any sort of way that I feel in order to survive why uh it was easier and I think it just came naturally it came easier to just be quiet and not express things that I considered would get a bad reaction. Um, I'm sure there's loads of areas in that that maybe I got bad reactions for expressing myself in a way that felt natural when I was younger, especially being a queer person. I, yeah, it's kind of taken me aback because it's, it's not, it's awful. That's the only word that's coming is it's really horrible to not be able to just be yourself, to not be able to just give things a shot without judgment and to not be able to make mistakes without a comment at every corner. And then when you shut it all down because you're like, I'm not going to put myself in the arena it's 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 quite damaging because it takes a long time to allow yourself to feel comfortable with even you know doing something that might feel a little bit different or might feel a little bit you know out of the box but also just kind of feels right to you and um, so it's really hard but it's also a place of protection because You've shut it all down. Yeah. So, you know, it's not even that like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like so sad that I can't do that. You just shut it all down. It's almost like a numbness. 
and you find ways of articulating things in your head and ignoring sensations in your body that allow you just to survive. So you're almost lying to yourself that everything's fine. But then on reflection, when you start to make your way out of that kind of hole, you're like, wow, I'm, that's really sad. And particularly, I try to do a lot of inner child work. I don't think I've cracked what it means for me. Yeah. But recently, when I think about, let's say, younger me, I am like, oh, I really wish that you could have just had the bravery to be like, just do you. But that wasn't that wasn't the world we lived in. And, you know, I think different different lessons would have come if that path happened, but maybe not lessons that would have led me to sitting here with you yeah. and expressing myself like this. So you can't really look back on regret, but I think you can look back and go, you know. Oh, what do yeah. you think you were protecting yourself from back then? I don't think I figured it fully out. And I think it's very easy for me to go, it was because I was queer or it's because I was flamboyant or it's because I was feminine or it's because I liked girl things, mm -hmm. which obviously we know has been thrown on its head. Yeah. So I think it's very easy for me to relate it all to that. And it very much could be mm -hmm. that I grew up in a world where being gay, being queer was not you know, easy. I live in a world now where I am allowed to let those areas flourish. And I try to relate it more to what's inside and not play any kind of blame game, which I've done before, or not play any, well, of course, because this happened to me, or I was bullied for this many years, or, you know, that's not helpful to me anymore. I'm restructuring that approach and looking in and being like, Let's figure out another way, but I haven't figured it out, Josh. Yeah. And there is no like right or wrong way of figuring things out for yourself. And just because someone who's in a certain position says something doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Whereas I would kind of like take something if someone said, let's take singing. If they said, you need to do this and you need to create this sound, I would have been like, okay, I need to do that. That is the only option. Mm -hmm. Rather than going, cool, thank you very much going into a room, exploring, how does it feel? Does it work for me? Um, I wish I learned that younger. Have you had to be resilient in your life? Um, I, I think so. Yeah, I do think so, actually. I think I have been resilient. I am very proud of myself to be like, do you know what? You, you did something about it before it got too bad. Mm -hmm. You did something about it before you went to a place that could have had a really negative outcome and I look at that and I'm like yeah okay there there was strength in that and I'm not saying that there's strength in in not doing that and getting to the bad place I obviously know that like it's different for every person but I look at myself and I was always like no enough's enough I always kept myself above water and never let myself sink to the bottom mm -hmm. but I think I've allowed myself now to maybe go under the water and deal with deal with some shit, but I'm, I never am going to let myself sink. I'm always going to 
be able to kind of figure it out whether it's a bit wavy or whatever yeah that makes sense like I've been there too and like we will be there for so many different stages in our life but what's it been like for you kind of dropping down below the water a little bit and tapping into some of this oh like difficult yeah difficult and empowering because I'm not used to it I don't like it I don't particularly enjoy being vulnerable and I worry that the deeper I get the more uncomfortable I will feel and I know I'm avoiding feeling uncomfortable but I'm committed to going there very slowly. People I think would be like fuck it I'm going to keep going as long as I can go without tapping into anything that's uncomfortable. What is it that's bringing you there do you think? I think, honestly, and I hope that this doesn't come across like cocky or anything like that, but I think at the root of it, I have something to say and I have something important to do, whether that be on a small level or a big level or with anything. And I think the only way I'm going to produce anything in terms of my expression is to connect with that. And I would really like to see what it is I could produce. And I believe that I can do it. And it's more a feeling, it's not about achieving something. It's more about, you know, even if I was just like, I was in here last night and I was just singing and I just sang some stuff I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm closer to that feeling of being like, that felt what I've been trying to say for so many years. So I think that's why I keep like dropping a little bit deeper and deeper because I want to know what it feels like. Yeah, I know I already said it, but like I literally could listen to you speaking forever. Like I'm just so (laughs) intrigued at the person you are. Has there been any moments or is there anything that you think has shaped the person that you are today? Yes, definitely. What's one of the ones that come to mind straight away when I say that? I would honestly say my queerness. I would. And again, it's something I never want to tie with my identity, not something I want to tie with the essence of who I am. Um, But it has really shaped how I have felt about myself, how I do feel about myself, how I think about others, how I accept people, um, how I have these incredible people in my life, you know? It's, I do think it's shaped and it's just really an honor to be queer. Okay, yes, we like the community has struggled and there's so much history and trauma and difficulty that I think a lot that we still have to deal with. And I'm not ignoring any of that. And trust me, I would go down a conversation like that in a second and I can get angry and upset and all but I feel it's a privilege to be queer because as queer people we have an opportunity to really connect with ourselves by by the community we're surrounded by there's so many strong people in the community um like whether a trans person who knows 
that their gender is is not the one they were born with or like a non-binary person who like knows that they just don't feel male or female or they feel both or you know a queer person who just like is in this kind of world and is like this isn't this isn't me and I think queer people have the opportunity maybe more so um than heteronormative and I may be wrong but to we have more of an opportunity to allow ourselves to dive in and explore and be like oh I might try this or I might I think we're open to a lot more because we have to be open within ourselves to figure out why we weren't fitting in um so I think that's why it's a privilege and I think in 2022 although there's still so much room to grow in we're so visible now and I think you know we've got to keep cleaning up the issues while celebrating that actually I can go out dressed a little bit more how I feel inside and not be scared or not you know have judgment on me you know which is like not true either because people sometimes can still stare or look or point whereas now I'm in a position where I know there's a support of community because I see them all the time that I'm able to go yeah look you're welcome you Mm -hmm. know and you know what a privilege to in your identity and how you express yourselves to be able to challenge the world and challenge you know challenge the people who had the strength to create the world you know and go actually no we mightn't have had that strength back then but we have it now you know so i think that's why i think there's more to explore in the queer community where it's like we really oh the dogs just ran out um (laughs) we yeah there's just such opportunity and i think i don't think we've even grazed the surface of how queerness can be expressed Mm -hmm. which feels mad because there's so much incredibleness Mm -hmm. already being expressed um and i think that that's the point is there's always room for a different art form for a different way of expression, for a different fashion sense, for a different term. And I have a problem with labels, but like there's always room for more, you know? I just have goosebumps as you're speaking. Like, it's crazy (laughs) to say, like my little sister came home from school a few weeks ago and she was naming all the girls that have girlfriends, all the boys who have boyfriends. I was like, it just wasn't like that when we were younger. Like I remember being terrified to say, oh shit, I think I fancy girls. Like, whereas it's just so, second nature to them like you're saying we have to celebrate that yeah um like we have to because there will be parts of us that be like i wish that could have been me i wish that could have been my time but so but we need to celebrate that we need to be like fair fucks that's brilliant and at the same time pull them up when they're like but you know the I'm just gay. I'm just who I am. There's no issues. Yeah. Also pull them up on that. So I really think that there's a balance there where they need to challenge us. We need to remind them. Absolutely. For sure. You know? What was your reality like growing up as a queer person? Um, I, 
I think that's where I learned how to shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I ne- I think actually, which I've been exploring a lot. I think I had a lot more freedom than I remember. And it's from a story that my me and my mom talked about recently. And when I was about six, I don't think I've ever told this story like on a public forum. Um, when I was six, my parents brought me to um, a therapist. And I don't remember the experience that well, but I do remember the therapist saying to me, do you want to be a girl? And me being so confused by this question because I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I liked to wear my sister's dresses. I liked to play with Barbies. I liked to play clothes shops. I was more drawn to those um, things that were considered very female. And I remember that. And it stuck with me for years. And in a way, I think I was mad at my parents for bringing me, which is where if you change the perspective, you're actually like fair play to them for bringing you. They were they were trying to figure it out themselves. Yeah. But what I learned when I approached my mom about it and said, mom, do you remember that? And she was like, yeah. And I told her kind of what I remembered. She was very funny. She was like, have I traumatized you? Um, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she said, after the session, they kind of said, what should we do? And the therapist was like, just keep them away from like the Barbies, the dresses, anything um, that's considered feminine. Just keep them away from it and they'll be fine. And like, that's terrible. Yeah. But my mom left and turned to my dad and I only found this out this year. Mm-hmm. And she said, that's the most ridiculous piece of advice that I've ever heard. And we're just going to let him do whatever we want. So I think now I'm looking back at my childhood and I'm like, I think I had more perspective or I had more freedom than maybe I thought. At the same time, I do validate my feelings that I did feel like I wasn't able to express myself fully or everything I did came with a question or a, should you do that? Should you wear that? Really? So I learned, I don't think I ever could not be myself, but I learned how to play it down. Um, And that was kind of my experience. I learned how to be quiet. I learned how to practice being invisible. And that was just learning that I don't know if that was me. Maybe parts of it was me. But yeah, I I think that's that's maybe where the shutting down started. Um, but I'm looking back now and I'm kind of going, hold on a minute. You know, maybe the support was there. Um, maybe the freedom was there, but for whatever reason, the route I took was to shut down and play small to not hurt anyone maybe or to not make anyone else feel uncomfortable um so yeah I think that's where that was the impact as a kid if you were to get your younger self in a room today like what would you now say to you then I would say as long as you're not hurting anyone in like as in like her actually hurting them like you are the reason yeah that that you've hurt them mm-hmm. you know not you've done something and they're hurt by it because of their own stuff 
you are the reason as long as you're not hurting anyone as long as your intention is always kind just do whatever the fuck you want (laughs) and I would also say trust every single feeling even if it seems mad trust every like why do I want to do that just trust it and do it because you never know and if something feels wrong just stop learn how to quit learn how to persevere Jesus I'd probably be like settle in for actually a long chat but I think it'd be around that it'd be like just do it all whatever you want and just don't you know challenge people and make them feel uncomfortable if you need to do that and have the bravery and the confidence to do that don't hurt them you know I think if if I if you're ever trying to hurt anyone like one of my pet hates is when people are like they've hurt someone they're like well I was just being honest and I'm like well honesty without compassion is is pointless so I think that's what I'd say to him yeah and would that be something that you could do it like reminding yourself even today definitely could remind myself a lot um I don't know even if we did this a month ago or when we met at elsewhere I don't know if that would have been my answer um but I feel like I've come into that answer within the last couple of months um, because now I understand that everyone has the right to follow their own path Mm -hmm. Um, whereas before I was very worried about what people would think or you know that kind of people pleasing thing Um, so yeah I definitely need to get more comfortable with that which I think I am Um, but I would always try not to hurt anyone I think I've I've always been that way and um, which is funny because sometimes when you are trying not to hurt people that's what you end up doing what I love about podcasts is or like conversations or interviews is that it's a moment in time this is who I am what day shall we on the 25th of January yeah this is who I am on the 25th of January 2022 and if I look back in 10 years and go what the fuck was he on about he's tapped grand Mm -hmm. that's this is who I am today and I hope to god I look back and go I think differently I know let's say 24 year old me 10 years younger wouldn't be having this conversation they'd be talking something else I'm sure I'd listen back and go oh we've we've grown what are you proudest of yourself for Ah, I don't know. <laughs> um, what am I proudest of? What am I proudest of? Maybe the future me will be able to answer that better. Um, I'm proud. I'm proud that I finally feel like I've gotten to a place where I'm letting go of the expectation. I'm not there yet, Mm -hmm. but I'm proud that I've got to a place where I know I will get there. I think that's what I'm proud of. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to tie my proudness to You know, I could say I'm really proud that I started a podcast in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. I could say I'm really proud that I've worked my way 
to now be a studio manager, you know, in Tall Tales podcast, I could be say I'm proud that I finally got to be on the Abbey Theatre stage. And I am proud of all those things. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm there because of, God, I never would have used the word resilient, but I think the resilience yeah. of just keep on going. Like you just speak so well, like it's so beautiful to hear you give your thoughts on space. Um, yeah. And I have one more question for you. <gasps> um, what's your why? What's my why? So I have thought about this. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of, I have it in two parts and I have it in a metaphor. The metaphor is a jigsaw. And the first part of my why is just one piece of the jigsaw and figuring out the shape, the color, the texture. And I see that as myself. My first why is just figuring out my shape, my color, my texture, how I think, how I feel, how I grow, how I create. That's my first why. And I think that that ties into every element of my life, whether it be professional, personal, like all of them. It's every part. I'm always trying to figure out how, you know, who I am. Oh, that's very cheesy. Um, (laughs) But the second part would be the bigger jigsaw and how I fit or this piece that represents me fits into that jigsaw. And in some areas, you might have to force it. In some areas, it might kind of fit. In some areas, it might, you know, fit perfectly, but not look great. And then I think the second part of my why is just figuring out, I'm not going to say the perfect place, but figuring out where I fit within the world. So where that little jigsaw fits within the bigger that jigsaw piece fits within the bigger jigsaw i think that's my why for the moment and i think it will be my why for ever i think i'll always be like how do i fit into that how can i fit into this world as this jigsaw piece i don't necessarily have to change this piece to fit into the world but I can dance around the jigsaw and see where it fits. Ah, I love that so much. It makes so much sense. Like the way you speak here and you literally just painted such a beautiful picture of what it is. Thank you. I did think about that one and I did write about it this morning after therapy. I was like, I kind of thought about it. Yeah. But the jigsaw thing came to me this morning. I was like, and I love metaphors. Again, I like to find ways of saying it differently because I would hope that someone would then hear that and be like oh what's my why how can I how can I paint a picture with that or create a melody with that oh thank you so much for everything you've shared in today's episode Fergal I've just enjoyed talking to you so much so thank you I really appreciate you and to anybody who's listening to this week's episode thank you so much for listening as well I also appreciate you and yeah we'll see you next week for some more what's your why conversations